All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, it is just myself, Charlie, at Chuck underscore Colorado on the Twitter, bringing you an actual, this is going to be an actual snack-sized episode of Freelance Wrestling's Always Fresh, Never Frozen. This audio is being recorded for all of our fans, for all of the fans of wrestling, of freelance wrestling, and also for Pro Wrestling Ponderings, which is a website, pwponderings.com. Is, uh, hopefully we'll find this audio as well with a little write-up of the results of Always Fresh, Never Frozen. Also on the results page at freelancewrestling.com, Always Fresh, Never Frozen, you will find the results as well. The show took place on December 15th at Logan Square Auditorium. And this episode, like I said, is just going to be myself. I'm in a bit of a time crunch here, headed to a cabin in Michigan City, in Indiana, for a New Year's celebration, and um, also cannot meet up with the other half of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast, Chris Romero at Compadre Chris, Chris excuse me, on Twitter. Okay, Always Fresh, Never Frozen, a very unique, very unique name. Freelance Wrestling has been coming up with a lot of unique names for their shows. Also, give credit to them for being different. This, usually freelance shows start off with a six-man mother-effing scramble match, as Kirby, the ring announcer, would tell you. Um, warning, also, there will be spoilers. There's, this is show results, and we're covering the show. So there's going to be spoilers. If you do not want to listen and you want to see the results for the first time or hear the results for the first time, then um, wait until the DVD comes out, and you can buy the DVD from FreelanceWrestling.com and uh, watch it there. Otherwise, sit back and relax, and we're going to give you coverage. It did not start that way, though. Instead, someone's music starts. The music is Stevie Fierce's music, the current freelance champion. He comes out instead, instead of the six-man mother effing scramble competitor, and... Cuts a promo. The gist of the promo is, no way I'm letting, he says, no way I'm letting Shugdi main event my show. Because usually the championship match goes on last, correct? That is the big selling point of this of this card is Shugdi, someone who's been chasing the freelance championship for three years right now, is considered the heart of freelance, is wrestling Stevie Fierce, the current uh, heel champion. Although the crowd really does like Stevie, um... Stevie Fierce does not show respect to Suge and says there's no way Suge D is going to main event my show. So he wants the freelance world title match to begin now. And it does. Suge D comes out and we start off with what most thought would be the main event to the show, which is a nice little twist that freelance did for us. Then the match starts. Stevie gets an early advantage, does some guardrail Irish whips. They're in our guardrails at... um, the freelance shows at Logan Square Auditorium. So I believe this is the first show with guardrails. And Stevie Fierce is taking advantage of those and using those, which I believe is smart because not a lot of guardrail spots or any guardrail spots have been done at freelance before, so why not? Um, Shugdi ends up kicking out of a belt shot, a shot with the freelance world title. Um, excuse me, it's not a belt, it's a title. And then Stevie Fierce hits the Photoshop as well, and Shugdi kicks out of that. Um, this is a fair, relatively short match. Shug D wins with two Chakamura knees and wins the title, actually. So congrats to Shug D. Um, he was very emotional, and I know that a lot of people wanted to see this happen. Personally, me, I would have liked it. Nothing against Shug D. 
I would have liked to see Stevie's reign continue, uh, but it's not to say he had a very solid reign. So the passing of the torch here does make sense, um, you could say. After that, <clears throat> there is the Money Pit, which is a talk show segment held by Matt the Money Cage, former freelance uh, wrestler and also part of uh, helping with uh, the booking now of freelance wrestling. He comes out, and his guest for the day is Giassi, someone who has wrestled for freelance before, and the, uh, and the last time Giassi wrestled for freelance, got actually physically shoot knocked out in the ring and had to um, was injured and had to get carried away um, and sent to the hospital. So Giassi's doing great. And um, he is the he is Matt uh, Cage's guest. Giassi basically says that 2008 is going to be his money. 2018, excuse me, is going to be his money year. Um, it's a very quick promo. It's very to the point. Giassi's point is that he's going to accomplish a lot more in the years to come, including next year. And there's not much to it until Pat Monix and Elliot Paul, the unfortunate pairing of those two, come out. And Alex, excuse me, <laughs> Alex. Elliot and Monix slowly start to complain about not being booked on shows, which is something that I, as a fan, have complained about. So that makes sense to me. And then they offer Giassi with a custom-made shirt to join their unfortunate pairing, which wouldn't be a pairing anymore, but to kind of join their faction. Um, and, but it's a joke. So Monix and Elliot, although have been doing the kind of Sheamus and Cesaro heel-face tag team, um, they actually have basically, in a sense, turn full heel here, and they jump Giassi and beat the crap out of him in the ring. And I believe this is going to lead to a tag match, uh, the unfortunate pairing versus Giassi and someone else. So I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to Pat Monix and Elliot Paul being booked on a freelance show. And, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing them succeed. I'll say this now, and I'll probably say it again, that the tag team division in freelance wrestling is very, very deep right now, and that's a very, very good thing. I'm a fan of tag team wrestling. All right, so it's announced that the next two winners of these next two matches are going to face Suge D in a triple threat main event tonight. So I guess there is kind of a tradition where the person who usually wins the freelance title either usually defends it in the same night or um, usually beats at least two people to get that title. Like I know title changes that I've seen um, well, I guess it didn't happen with Stevie Fierce um, when he beat GPA. I guess it didn't happen then. But I know when GPA won the title, he won it in a triple threat with Mustafa Ali and Isaiah Velasquez. So there's mention of, you know, with the commentators. I watched the live stream, by the way. This was live streamed. And there's mention uh, from the commentators that the freelance world champion usually pulls double duty in some f- way, you know, some form, uh, usually at least defensive against a couple different people within a short time frame or within the same night. So to kind of uphold that, Suge D is going to then wrestle in a triple threat main event. Um, the next match is a six-man scramble. Gringo Loco, Sage Phillips, Colt Radrick, Robert Ego Anthony, who comes out with a Kylo Ren lightsaber, which is really cool. Alexander Rudolph and Alexander James. Uh, Alexander James was in Freelance versus CZW, so it's good to see him back. Um... Robert Ego Anthony ends up winning this six-man scramble. It's a very good six-man scramble. Not the best I've ever seen for freelance, uh, but everything that you would want or need in a six-man scramble. And 
Robert Eagle Anthony wins with the Death Valley Driver, so he's going to that main event. And then at the end, too, Gringo Loco cuts a promo about him surviving a heart attack in the past and how he's grateful and happy to be here, which is very, very good. Uh, Gringo Loco has been someone who's been showing up a lot, lot more in Chicago, and rightfully so. After that was a fatal four-way, I believe. Uh, yes, Joe Gacy, another guy from CZW coming back. Anthony Henry versus Anthony Henry versus Kobe Durst versus Dingo. That was a great match as well. Kobe Durst wins by catching Dingo with a Kobe breaker, which is basically a code breaker. Uh, but Dingo does a moonsault from the top rope and actually gets caught with the double knees. And Kobe Durst, who Andy Long, the referee, has quoted, a lot of people don't appreciate enough of what he does in the ring. So I would say Kobe Durst is on that very uh, underrated tier. A lot of people just don't know how great he can be yet. Um, he's ended up, he's going to the triple threat main event as well. So that, that main event now is Shug D, uh, Robert Anthony, Kobe Durst. So I think Freelance made it a point to throw in a bunch of unique things uh, within the show. Started off with a title match, made the six-man scramble match more important, made a four fatal four-way match more important. Um, this was their year-end show, and they made it feel special in a way by inserting all these extra um, unique things and unique stipulations that people just the, their fans just aren't used to. So I thought that was a very good thing. The next is a tag team match, a grudge match, you could say. Beta versus the four-star heroes. Now, they've been building this story for a long, long time now, which is great. Shout-out to long-term storytelling. Stipulation for the match, Coach Joe, who is Beta's manager, banned from ringside. And the losers of this match break up forever and cannot challenge for the freelance tag titles ever again. This match is for those tag titles. Four-star heroes being Matt Nixon, Chris Castro, Beta being Craig Mitchell and Kenny Sutra. And... For most of this match, they're working on Chris Castro's left leg. So Chris Castro had an injury on his left leg, and they're playing into that, doing very good heel work, Craig Mitchell and Kenny Sutra, which they always do, and they're, they're working on Castro's left leg. Coach Joe actually does come out, even though he's banned from ringside. He comes out, um, and Cat Chris Castro pushes Kenny Sutra off the top rope onto Coach Joe, thus kind of taking him out of the match. Um, there were some very unique moves in here. There was something called a dingus driver, which I've never seen before, which is like a pedigree, but you flip the person the other way. So like their mouth is kind of facing the person's, uh, you know, under groin area. Um, and you drive them into the mat that way. And there was a tiger Canadian destroyer that Chris Castro did where it's basically a Canadian destroyer, but you kind of start them off in a tiger suplex position, um, which is very unique. And the four-star heroes end up winning, getting their comeuppance. They pin Sutra with, with a package pile driver and double stomp combination, which is what Beta usually finishes their opponents off with. And Beta has now broken up forever. It's, since I've been going to freelance wrestling, it's been a complete staple faction. And it's going to be weird not seeing them, to be honest. But I think it's a good kind of weird. I think it's an evolutionary kind of weird. I think Craig Mitchell is destined for a main event role and probably the freelance world title someday, not to discredit any of Kenny Sutra's work. Um, if Kenny Sutra, to me, could hold a mid-card title if freelance gets one, which I believe that they need one, and we've talked about that before, and I believe they will have one one day uh, because they're headed in the right direction. So a lot of good could come from this, although the beta faithful 
probably will still wear their shirts, which they always do for these shows. Um, you know, it just the shirts won't mean as much now. But the remembrance of Beta will always be there. All right, the undefeated Bucky Collins, 3-0 and coming into this match against Jake Parnell. Jake Parnell is someone who I don't know much about. I, I kind of wish he would get some mic time, get a microphone. His name and his style, maybe I just haven't seen him enough, but I feel like there's nothing, there's no way to kind of uh, categorize or identify Jake Parnell. Like if you were to describe him, you would kind of like mention his ring attire, but I feel like there needs to be some kind of identity there or something for me to like sink my teeth into or hold on to, to figure out who Jake Parnell is. Maybe I just need to do more research on him, but I think he's someone who could do with some promo time at the next freelance show, just so the audience gets to know him a little bit more and can connect with him. Um, so there's a very good near fall, uh, that tempts Bucky Collins undefeated streak breaking. Um, but there is a rope break and this comes after a double stomp to the back. Jake Parnell delivers the double stomp, tries to pin Bucky, and there's a very, very good uh, rope break near fall. Uh, something that is very that looked very convincing to me. Bucky Collins ended up winning with a distraction. He kisses the ref, distracts the ref. I believe the ref was Sam in this match. Low blow to Jake Parnell. Does his finishing maneuver, which is kind of like a he just sits on the guy. He jumps from the top rope and sits on the guy's chest. It's called butt stuff. And now 4-0 in freelance, and he's been taunting Isaiah Velasquez. Isaiah Velasquez actually shows up, comes out, so he must be getting healthier, which is great. There's a, an exchange. Bucky Collins powders out of the ring, and that's going to be a match that we see moving forward. Really looking forward to that. It's something that freelance has been building as well. All right, Southside World Championship, Ethan Page versus Peter Avalon. Peter Avalon has wrestled for PWG, Hollywood Championship Wrestling, big on the West Coast from California. Don't know much about him, but he's very, very athletic. I learned during this match. Ethan Page, all ego, wrestling's hottest free agent, the Southside World Champion. We all know how great his work can be. Some highlights from this match. Ethan Page teabags Peter Avalon on the outside with the belt. Yes, you heard that right. That happened. It was very good. uh, Ethan Page delivers a deep six to Peter Avalon on the apron. That was very good. And in the live stream, you get, like, a very good shot of that because it's on the side of the ring that faces the camera. The crowd is cheering for All Eagle Ethan Page, which, I mean, I cheer for All Eagle Ethan Page, but a lot of the crowd doesn't cheer for him. They're on his side this match. Um, This is the best technically sound match in terms of suplexes being delivered. They were on points. I like the name of All Eagle Ethan Page's moves, the Tan Sheamus. He does the last ride. Tan Sheamus is basically just a bro kick. He does the last ride and then finish, uses finishing spinning rock bottom called the spinning Dwayne. Um, and then, so all ego page gets the win. He then cuts an awesome promo called Chicago a second home to him, even though it was cold as hell. Gives a handshake to Peter Avalon because he helped all ego Ethan Page make the Southside Wrestling Championship a world championship because it was defended in the United States, a different country. The Southside Wrestling promotion is in England, I believe, so go check them out. The next match, Kylie Ray and GPA, known as Aqua Team Hunger Force, or GP Ray, um, versus the N-Words. This is going back to how deep the freelance tag team division is. This was, in terms of like overall chemistry and keeping you on your toes, honestly, this was. I know that the last match 
had the most technically sound moves, I believe. This was my match of the night, this tag team match. There was some comedy in here. This had, like, a little bit of everything. And I know that I've mentioned before that freelance wrestling is, like, a really good... And that when I say starter promotion, I mean that if you're introducing a casual fan to wrestling or someone to wrestling, freelance wrestling is a great place for them to start. If someone just doesn't know about the world of wrestling yet or they're kind of like warming up to it, you could say, send them to a freelance wrestling show. They're going to get a little bit a mix of everything and then they can find out what they like. Do they like really technically sound indie spot ch- uh, matches do they like more funny stuff do they like a mix of everything this match was a mix of everything um at the beginning kylie ray kylie ray is trying to get on xmas sweaters christmas sweaters my notes say xmas but christmas sweaters uh trying to force these sweaters on acid jazz and bryce benjamin the n-words she ends up doing that and then there are some spots where bryce benjamin and acid jazz are like running the ropes and ducking and then wrestling without hands because their hands are kind of like forced into these small Christmas sweaters, you could say. And uh, I thought that was very unique. I don't think that. Oh, and then after that, the uh, fans with N word shirts on um, ended up freeing the N words from these Christmas sweaters. So they pulled the Christmas sweaters off the N words and things got back to normal. Um, like I said, this is the most entertaining match in terms of chemistry and teamwork. I don't think enough people give credit to Bryce Benjamin for being very, very technically sound and crisp. Like the man, when he's running the ropes and when he's delivering a clothesline, it's almost the same every time and it looks good every time. So I think people need to give, and I'm sure like people, right, who work for, who are trained by Bryce Benjamin, like Kylie Ray, and people know that. But from a fan perspective, in terms of conversation that I hear, you don't ever really hear that about Bryce, Bryce Benjamin, at least with people I've had conversations with. And he needs to be given more credit of how technically crisp he is, his moves are. It's something that I really noticed this match. Um, the N-Words ended up getting the win by cheating a little bit, right? They're usually more on the babyface side. The N-Words, they Bryce Benjamin spit some kind of mist or water into Kylie Ray's eyes, and it wasn't like she could just wipe it away or she was selling like she couldn't wipe it away. And um, so she was blinded. They did a sort of a 3D to GPA, and then they took out Kylie with another double-team move, and they ended up winning. Um, But honestly, this is a great pairing. Whoever put these two together initially, and they're the freelance underground tag team champions, GPA and Kylie Ray are doing really, really well right now. They need to continue to tag together. They need to actually travel, too. To not not to say I'm not saying that they're not trying to I know they I know they do travel, um, but if if you were to put them in other Midwestern promotions as that tag team, um, it's promoting intergender, and uh, I think they're they're great right now in terms of their teamwork and chemistry, um, and only adding to the freelance wrestling tag team division. Okay, the main event. I hope I haven't taken up too much of your time. I'm trying to make this quick and short. I don't know if you can hear sounds that are going on in the background, but Margaret's kind of telling me to get ready and rush us out the door um, because we got to go somewhere. So the main event, Shug D versus Robert Anthony versus Kobe Durst. There's at one point Kobe Durst takes six scoop slams in a row from Robert Anthony. That was a fantastic part of the match. Not only does, should your back hurt from that, but your disorientation of like completely getting flipped upside down six times in a row. Um, once again, give credit to Kobe Durst and, very, very underrated individual that needs more press, you could say. 
Um, Kobe Durst does hit a double Kobe breaker on the Suge and to all ego. Excuse me, not all ego. And to ego, Robert Ego Anthony, excuse me, um, hits a double Kobe breaker, which is Kobe Durst jumping off the top rope and doing a code breaker to both of them. Um, if there was one criticism I have to say about this match, uh, there was some there was some fighting in the crowd, which is great, but you don't really catch that on the live stream. Um, but if there's one criticism about this match, it was a little too heavier on the finisher side. You know, there was like three Death Valley drivers in a row, of course, a breakup pin. There was a couple of Chakamura knees right at the beginning, and they were just kicked out of. So a little bit heavier on the a little. It would have, I think, if it was a little bit lighter on the finisher side, um, and maybe those finishers instead of being kicked out of were actually the pins were broken up. I thought it would have just been that's ticky tack, right? But I thought it would have been a little bit better viewing experience, at least for me. Um, but it was a good triple threat overall, and Shug D ends up retaining. So now he has won the title and defended it in the same night. And that was the show. So a lot of new things. Mostly the, the, the overall overarching positives, you could say, are GPA and Kylie Ray's tag team work. Beta has been broken up. Um, All Ego, Ethan Page had an awesome promo. That was pro-Chicago. Um, Kobe Durst really shining in this pay-per-view. Pat Monix and Elliot Paul hopefully will be booked again. And Shug D is your new freelance uh, world champion. So it'll be interesting to kind of to see where Stevie falls on this card now. Um, if he does, they might probably will do a rematch. I think that would make sense. I think that a Suge D versus Ethan Page program would be good. And not that Ethan Page needs the Freelance World Championship, um, but I think that would be just a really good program overall. So, um, well, obviously, watching this, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, mostly all freelance shows that I go to or view. And they are a promotion on the rise, as we've said many times before, on Two Heels in the Face, and someone that you should take time to view and learn about and learn about their roster, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you for your time. Um, this has been a really good year for Two Heels in the Face, our first basically year. And uh, we get a lot more stuff coming your way. Special shout out to Pro Wrestling Ponderings for letting us use this or put this audio on their website. And uh, where you can find us is at the number two heels in a face on Twitter, two heels in a face.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, hashtag push Paco. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.